Hey everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In the previous video, you added two selectives to the composite, which added reflections, as well as a bit of look development. Both selectives used mask splines to isolate the processing effects, but the reflections were applied to the inside of the selective, and the chromatic aberrations were applied to the outside of the selective. So you have total control where your selective effect shaders are applied. In this video, you'll refocus viewer attention with selective grading, add a bit of keyed selective blooming, finalize the overall look development, and finally, you'll dial back some of the selective intensity using the punchback selective effects. If you wish to follow along, please go to the previous video to download the example and follow the steps to get to this point. So let's pick up where you left off. Looking at the overall results so far, the composition of the shot mostly focuses towards the center of the frame. However, I can't help noticing the state of the pillar. Let's darken it down so that it doesn't stand out as much. As a tip, switch the icons from Icons On to Selected. This helps prevent clutter, as only the active wireframes will be shown in the result viewer. Now let's add a third selective to the composite. Ensure nothing is selected and call up the contextual menu. Choose Selective Color Correct. Now go to the HUD and call up the contextual menu over Selective 3. Choose Add GMask Link and choose Free. Now take your time and draw around the side of the pillar. You don't have to be too accurate, just enough to get the general shape. Once you close the shape, the selection returns back to Selective 3, and this is the reason why the shape disappears when the icons are set to Selected. Go ahead and drop the Master Gamma and Gain to darken the colours. You can toggle the H keyboard shortcut to turn the selective on and off. Now the edges are a bit harsh, so select the G Mask in the HUD for Selective 3. With the G Mask visible, hover over the spline and use the contextual menu to add a gradient point. You can now soften the edges of the selective by feathering the spline. So that should work for this example. Next, let's bloom the highlighted edges of the pillars. Call up the contextual menu and choose Selective. In the browser, scroll the list and choose the Bloom Selective Effect shader. This is added to Selective 4 which is displayed in the HUD, and the brightest areas of the composite are blooming out. In the Selective Effects controls, decrease the threshold amount until the blooming affects the pillars. You can also decrease the exposure so that it's not too overwhelming. Now the shader is affecting way too much of the composite. Use a keyer to narrow down the effect. Switch to the Keyers menu and set it to Active. Instead of picking a colour, click the Highlights button. 
The Kia is now keying the highlights of the composite. To see the mat, ensure that Selector 4 is selected and toggle the F8 keyboard shortcut. This will take you to the Selective Mat view. You can now adjust the tolerance sliders to limit the mat. Press F4 to return to the result view. The blooming on the pillars is fine, but not good on the ground and the buildings. So let's isolate the selector further by combining the key with the mask. Choose Selector 4 in the HUD and add a G mask using the contextual menu. Draw a shape that covers the talent and the highlights on the pillars. If you need to tweak the shape after its creation, just select the G mask in the HUD and tweak the spline. So that's a bit of isolated blooming. Now you can keep adding selectives to work on different portions of the composite. But let's focus on the overall look development with another selective. Deselect all the objects in the composite and call up the contextual menu. Choose Selective Color Correct. Give the composite a bluish tint using the color wheel and pull the master gamma gain and offset down a bit. So you're starting to establish a specific look and you can combine multiple selective effects to the selective to achieve this. For example, call up the contextual menu over Selective 5 in the HUD and choose Selective Effects. In the file browser, locate and select the Luma Curves Selective Effects. This will allow you to manipulate the hue and saturation of the composite based on its Luma Curve. Now I just want to point out that if you select Selective 5 in the HUD or Selective Manager, you can toggle between the Color Correct and Luma Curves Selective Effects. So both are being applied to the selective and you could change their order in the Priority Editor. Back to the Luma Curves, switch to the Saturation menu. Increase the saturation in the blacks and decrease the saturation in the midtones and whites. So you have changed the overall feeling of the composite and if you toggle the H keyboard shortcut, you can mute Selector 5 to see the before and after. Now you've used multiple selectives and selective effects for VFX and look development. But what if on some areas it is too much? How do you go back or blend with the original composite? That's where the Punchback Selective Effects comes in. This shader can revert any selective effects before it in the processing pipeline, thus restoring parts or the entire original composite. For example, let's place a Punchback Selective Effects in a new selective at the end of the current processed pipeline. Ensure nothing is selected and call up the contextual menu in the result viewer. Choose Selective. In the file browser, locate and choose the Punchback Selective Effects. Looking at the composite, all the other selectives appear to be cancelled out.
This is because of Selective 6 which is situated at the end of the processing pipeline containing the punchback selective effects. You can read the processing pipeline in the heads-up display from left to right. If you mute Selective 6 with the H keyboard shortcut, all the other selectives are still there. Now in the punchback controls, you would adjust the mix and this controls how much of the original image is mixed with the preceding selectives. You can even use blend modes to combine the original output with the selective result. So you can alter the overall look of the composite in this way, but you can also use the selective tools to only punch back isolated areas of the composite. For example, zoom in on the talent and hide Selective 6 for a moment. Notice that there is something weird going on in his face with the pixel data. You could search for and alter the offending selective, but this is at the expense of the overall look development. So let's just isolate and revert the face with Selective 6. Ensure Selective 6 is active and switch to the Kia's menu. Activate the Kia and choose Pick Colour. With the colour picker, sample the colours of his skin. If you mute and unmute Selective 6, you can see the difference that the punchback Selective effects is making. However, this is affecting more than just the talent's face. If you toggle the F8 keyboard shortcut for the matte of the Selective, you can see that you need to combine the key with the matte to isolate just the face. Press F4 to go back to the result view. Select Selective 6 in the HUD and add a G-mask using the contextual menu. Draw a simple shape to cover the head and hands. So the punchback Selective effects is affecting the talent's head and hands and ignoring the rest of the image. That is what you want. But the other problems this has caused is that the overall look development on the talent's features has also been cancelled out as a result of Selective 6. Earlier on, you created this overall grade on Selective 5. To fix this, you need to move Selective 5 after Selective 6 in the processing pipeline. Any selectors before the punchback are cancelled out but anything after the punchback is not. So swipe down to the Priority Editor. This shows the entire processing pipeline from top to bottom. Click Selective 5 and drag it above Selective 6. The overall grading should now be applied to the entire image, including the face and hands. You can check the processing pipeline in the Priority Editor and you can also see it in the heads-up display. Selective 5 is now processing after Selective 6 in the processing pipeline. You can now frame the entire image and view the result. So over the course of the series, you've seen selectives being applied to single images or objects, but they are equally as valuable when applying them to the overall action composite. You can even combine the two workflows for even more control. 
These are powerful workflows and you can achieve plenty. But a key point is that this is in the context of your composite. So no pre-composing, flattening or exporting. This is all live in the Action Composite and you can make last minute changes at any time. Don't forget to also check out the other workflows, features and enhancements to the Flame 2018.3 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel for future videos.